0: If you have your Bible, I'd like you to turn me to the book of Psalms, chapter 25. Psalms 25. And I'm going to read one verse from Psalms 25, and that is verse 14. Psalms 25 and verse 14. When you have it, just shout, I got it. I would love to thank everybody so much for your great gift and all the... Uh, The great things that were said about me and my family last, last week at our pastor appreciation service. We are so grateful, so thankful and just a huge thank you to everybody who is involved in blessing us, blessing me and my family. We appreciate it, but we also count it an honor to pastor this great church and so full of so many great people. Amen. And I extend my thanks to you today we are grateful amen psalms 25 and 14 when you have it just shout i got it amen the secret of the lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant the secret of the lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant Today, if you will allow me, I would like to preach to you on this subject. The Lord has a secret. The Lord has a secret. Let's pray together right now. Lord, we love you so much. And we are so thankful to be in your house and to be in your presence and to feel what we feel in this room right now. I pray today that you would speak to us through your word, encourage us, grow us, and mature us. I pray that someone's life will be turned upside down today, God. I pray that chains will be broken today, that bondage would be broken today under the power and the authority of the word of God. I speak it now in the name that is above every name and someone shout in Jesus name. Come on, shout it again in Jesus name and you may be seated in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for standing with us for so long. I hope those seats are comfortable. Amen. But not too comfortable that you can't preach with the preacher today. Amen. If you will preach with me, I promise I will preach longer. But I also promise that I'll preach better. Amen. I'm not going to hold you long today. Look at your neighbor and whisper to him. Tell him the Lord has a secret. The Lord has a secret. There is a theme in the word of God. There is a theme that. If, if, if you are a student of the Word of God and if you, if you read the Word of God, you will pick up on this theme very quickly. And that theme is that God wants His people to have no fear. There are 365 days in a year and 365 times in your Bible that God says, do not be afraid or fear not. There is a constant reminder in the Scripture That God does not want us to live a life full of fear. And the church said, Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us emphatically that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a sound mind. That God does not want his people to live afraid. To live beneath, but he desires for us to live above. That there ain't nothing about darkness and scariness and evil that's connected to God. God does not want us to live in a system of fear. But he wants us to live free. That that concept, that theme, that thread that runs throughout the Bible. You will see that thread that runs from beginning to end. That God has declared that his people are not a people of fear. But that we are a people of power. That we are not victims but we are victorious that we are to be the lender and not the borrower that we are supposed to be the first and not the last the head and not the tail god has given us power to not live in a system of fear anybody glad today that god wants you to live unafraid that is the theme that runs throughout the bible however There is another theme that runs throughout that Bible. Parallel to that theme. It is another theme of fear. And it is different but the same together. It is this theme that you will read from the beginning of your Bible to the end of your Bible. It is the theme that we should all fear the Lord. God is saying in one instance, do not be afraid. Have no fear. I am not the author of fear. And then in the same moment he's saying. You better fear me. Matter of fact. The secret of the Lord. Is with them. That fear him. That fear is a constant theme Throughout the word. And the fear of God. Is a constant word. That is being spoken to us. From the beginning to the end. In Genesis 22 and 12, we see that the angel grabs the hand of Abraham and he says, do not lay a hand on the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest the Lord, that it was your fear of God that made you obey God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We see it as obedience. We saw it as sacrifice. Abraham said stay here with the donkey and the stuff. And me and the lad are going yonder to worship. We see it as sacrifice. Abraham saw it as worship. But God saw it as fear. He said now I know that you fear me. Because you did not withhold your son from me. Deuteronomy tells us to see and fear. It tells us to hear and fear. It tells us to read and fear. And it says to fear the fearful name of the Lord. Samuel told all of Israel. He said emphatically as a prophet of God. Fear no one but God. He says this many times in the book of Kings. You fear only the Lord. But when Saul sinned and Saul lost his entire kingdom. It was because he said quote. He feared the people. David ran because he feared Saul. It is proof to us that if you don't fear God, you will fear everything else. When the woman came to the prophet of God and said, my husband has died, he left us in debt and I have two sons that the debtor is now come to take them from me. What shall we do when the prophet realized who her husband was? He said, I'll speak a blessing over you because, quote, he feared the Lord while he lived. Mm. The Bible says that Job was perfect and upright and one that feared the Lord. Psalms 89 and 7 declares God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. Proverbs tells us in 10 27 that the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. You'll live longer if you fear the Lord. Proverbs 15 and 16 tells us better is little with the fear of the Lord, then great treasure and trouble therewith. Proverbs 22 and 4 tells us by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Hallelujah. When Proverbs 31 is telling us about the perfect woman, the blessed woman, this is what it says. It says favor is deceitful. All right. Favor is deceitful. Just because everybody likes you don't mean they love you. Don't be deceived by favor. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. Girl, beauty is skin deep, but ugly goes all the way to the bone. Amen. I got one hand clap of praise in the back. He said, beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13 tells us, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let's bring this thing to an end. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole thing here. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man that in the bible we see a theme that tells us to not fear don't fear the enemy don't fear death. don't fear demise don't fear destruction don't fear hell don't fear any of those things but you better have a healthy fear of the lord I know this ain't popular Sunday morning preaching, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Hebrews 11 and 7 tells us, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of the things that he had not yet seen, moved with fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Noah said, Lord, I've never even seen rain, but I respect you so much. I'm going to build an ark anyway. I don't even know what you're talking about. But if you said it, then I believe it. And it is my fear of the Lord that makes me go out and do something I've never seen anybody else do before. To accomplish something I've never seen anybody else accomplish before. He moved with fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1 tells us, Having therefore these promises, Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You can't have holiness without fear. The only way to perfect holiness is to have reverence and fear of God. Watch Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1 is written, To the priest, it's written to the Levitical priesthood, it's written to the leadership of the church. And he said, a son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. He said, if then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? I preached a message many years ago, only preached it one time. It was called, Where Is My Fear? And I preached that message to a room full of ministers. The Lord laid it on my heart to preach to them from Malachi chapter 1. And when I preached it, the power of God was so strong that when I got out of my car that morning, I could not even move. I had to call my father and have him pray with me so I could get from the parking lot to the church that I was supposed to preach it at. Because God was speaking to the leadership of the church and he was asking, he was saying, you know what? You call me a father, but where is my honor? You call me Lord, you call me master, but where is my fear? The Lord of hosts said it. He said, oh priest. That despise my name. And ye say wherein have we despised thy name. He said you offered polluted bread upon my altar. Ye say wherein have we polluted thee. In that ye say the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice is it not evil. And if ye offer the lame and the sick is it not evil. Watch what he says. Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee. That's a good word. I wonder if we gave our boss what we gave god i wonder if we treated our families like we treated god how would they feel about it i wonder if you treated your wife like you treated god i wonder how she feel about it i wonder if you treated your husband like you treat god i wonder how he would feel about it jesus said you you're sitting over here thinking that we haven't done anything wrong. But won't you take what you offered me and offer it to your governor and see if he'll like it? Amen. It's quiet in the house. That's all right. I'm not, I'm not preaching for a response. That's not why I came with the word of the Lord today. I came with the word of the Lord today because somebody needs to understand that there is two themes of fear in your Bible. And God does not want you to be afraid of the silly stuff of this world, but he desires for people to have fear of God in their heart and say, God, I am afraid. I am afraid. I reference you. I give you awe. I give you glory. I give you praise, not just because of my love, but also because of my fear. Fear is how we are to come before the Lord. It is a term of endearment and respect that is supercharged with more meaning and power. This type of fear is not that of being afraid other than being fearful of God's wrath in Romans 3. It is intense respect, reverence, and awe towards God. Let me tell you what happened when King James had the Bible translated. He translated from transcript. And he hired Jewish scribes to literally translate the script onto paper. And they had to translate it exactly how it was written in the script. That's why sometimes even in your King James Bible, Bible, it's hard to understand some things because it was a literal translation from one to the other. And even when the meaning was misinterpreted, the scribes would come and say, hey, we, we, we can't write this. It's disrespectful to write this. One of those, I, I'll give you a quick example. The Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Thou hast made him a little, low, a little lower than the angels. The original text does not say angels. The original text says Elohim. But the scribes would not write it. The scribes said, we refuse to write that man is a little lower than the Elohim. They wouldn't write it. And so King James made, a, made an offer to them. And they wrote angels that you have made him a little lower than the angels. But the original says that God, what is man, that you have made him a little lower than God. Fear was one of those words. The scribes came to King James. You can, you can research all this. They said the word, the English word for fear or the English word for respect does not encompass what the word means. When you say respect, it does not mean what the original text means. We refuse to write respect the Lord. We won't write it because your English word for respect does not cover what the original word means. And they said, we've done our research, and the only word that we can find in the English language that would encompass what this original word means is the word fear. And so every time you see the word fear in your Bible, it means respect. That the secret of God is with those that reverence and respect God himself. It is a healthy fear. It is a spiritual fear. It is a fear that will keep you from doing something wrong. It is a fear that I'll speak to you and say, no, 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 I don't need to go there. It is a fear that I'll say, you know what, this may seem like a good idea, but I am am wonderfully and fearfully made, and I'm not going to step into that realm because I have respect for the Lord God Almighty. And there's some things I don't do. There's some places I don't go. There's some stuff I don't listen to. There's some stuff I don't watch. There's some activities I'm not involved in because I have a healthy fear of my God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. What kind of fear am I talking about today? I want to tell you about that fear. I want to give you an example because I have that example in my life. My father, a great man, many of you know him, Bishop Chavis, went on our fishing trip with us this week. Matter of fact, we had a great time on our fishing trip. We had a great time. All the men that went say amen. We had a good time. We had such a good time and we, we, we talked and communicated and, and, and we talked so much and we talked so good, had such a good time that, that Brother Kobe is going to be baptized in Jesus name today. Yeah. That's what happens on men's retreat. Amen. I had a great time. And but my father was there. And, you know, my father's a great man. He's very quiet, very unassuming. And growing up, when, whenever I would go somewhere, my father would have a saying. He said, Court, don't forget who you are. And don't forget whose you are. He gave me that look. The unspoken respect and request of it. Boy, don't you forget. Because when I went out those doors, I not only represented myself, but I represented him. And there was many times in my life. Now, I loved my father. I loved him. And he loved and loves me. And I still love him. But when I was a child, there were moments in my life that it was not my love for my father that kept me from being an idiot. I loved him. I was also afraid of him. Yeah. It was a healthy fear. When my dad walked in the door, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't you know, oh, dad's dad home, everybody running high. Not that kind of fear. It was a respectful fear. It was a fear of knowing. If I do the right thing, Dad's going to be okay. But if he finds out that I've been doing the wrong thing, he's going to put them hands on me. See, I grew up in a time where a leather strap went a long way. Amen and amen. I'm not not up here preaching that God's going to spank you. That's not what I'm preaching today. What I'm preaching is, Is that we understand that kind of respect for people in our lives. And that's the kind of respect and fear that God is asking his church for. He's saying, I know that you love me. And I love you. But if you want to know the secret of God, you have to have a healthy fear of me. The fear of God is a foundational theme throughout this Bible. The fear of the Lord is a foundational concept that the church don't preach anymore. Because we've preached a Jesus that does that just loves everybody and doesn't and and doesn't care what you do and doesn't care where you go. He loves you anyway. But that is a false representation of who Jesus is. can I preach to somebody? The same Jesus that said, let the little children come unto me. That same Jesus braided a whip and he beat them out of the temple. He kicked over tables and said, you have made my house a house of thieves because you just don't come to Jesus any old kind of way. He said, everybody that saith the Lord, Lord shall not enter into the kingdom of God. That Jesus that I love so greatly is the same Jesus that I respect so dearly that I refuse. I refuse to let myself get caught up. It is a fear that says God is God. It is a fear that said he is the Lord of my life. It is a fear that says, Hey, there's some things that I don't say. There's some places I don't go. You can go and that's fine for you. I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to condemn you, but I respect my God greater than that. There's some things that I don't say because I respect my God greater than that. you know what Proverbs tells us is the opposite of fear? That the opposite of fear, according to Proverbs, is being a fool. And we live in a society, in a world, that has no more fear. Matter of fact, the theme of our generation is no fear. We are unafraid. We are unafraid. But that fearless society... Has also turned into a godless society Because you cannot have a place where fear does not exist And have a reverence God God said I will not share my glory with anybody else That when God comes in the room there has to be submission There has to be the breaking of the wheel That's why a lot of times people refuse to come to God Because they know if they come to God they have to submit to God They have to say God you are the Lord You are the king Somebody shout yes. Yes. He said the fear of the Lord is with the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. He'll show them that covenant. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I will show them my covenant. The fear of the Lord is going to lead you. To the covenant of God. And I'm not talking about the covenant that God made. With Abraham and Moses. Because that covenant no longer exists. That's right. I said it. That covenant is dead. That covenant is no longer held by God. He told us that he cut that covenant off. He told us in Hebrews chapter 8. If you have time and you want to turn the And I'm I'm almost finished. I'm almost done. I'm not going to hold you much longer. Hebrews 8 tells us that he no longer abides by that covenant. He tells us in verse 6, but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator and a better covenant. But touch your neighbor and say, we got a better covenant. It's better. It's better. It's a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. We got better covenant baby. We got better promises for if that first covenant had been faultless then should no place have been sought for the second if the first covenant had been kept then there would be no need for the second for finding fault with them he saith behold the days come saith the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not saith the Lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the with the house of Israel after those days saith the Lord I will put my law into their mind and I will write my law in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Oh hallelujah. hallelujah. The first law was written on stone tablets but his new law is written in my mind and it's written in my heart. God is constantly writing his law. He's writing his law in my mind. He's writing his law in my heart. That's why when you come to the church and God convicts you of something, you better never back up from what he convicted you of. Because when he writes it in your heart and when he writes it in your mind, it's just like he wrote it in that stone. This is a new covenant. Watch what he says in verse 11. They, they won't even teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember no more in that he saith a new covenant? He hath made the first old now which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. In Hebrews chapter 9, he tells us about that covenant. He said, listen, that first covenant came with ordinances. That first covenant came with the tabernacle. That first covenant came with a tent. He said that first covenant, it was, it was set up in such a way. He, he tells us, you know, the, 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 the holiness of holies and the ark of the covenant and the, and the holy place with the table of showbread and the candlesticks and, and that laver of water and that brazen altar. And, and, and he says that, that, that priest would have to enter not without blood. And that priest would come into that holy of holies. And he would sprinkle blood on the altar. And he would sprinkle blood on himself. And then he would, on his way out, he'd sprinkle blood on the table of showbread. He would sprinkle blood on the candlesticks. And he would sprinkle blood on that laver of water. And he would sprinkle blood on the brazen altar. And then when he got outside, he would sprinkle blood on the people. And it would push their sin back for one year. but Christ verse 11 of verse of chapter 9 but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us for if the blood of bulls and the blood of goats and the ashes of heifers sprinkled the unclean sanctifies to the purifying of flesh now how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living god and for this cause he is the mediator of the new testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance for where a testament is it has no power unless the tester die also of necessity be the of the tester. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. Verse 18. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. Saying, this is the blood of the testament. Which God hath enjoined unto you. In verse 24, he said, Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. They are the figure of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others for then must he have offered must have suffered since the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation God has a secret. (laughs) And it is with them that fear the Lord. God has a secret. God has a covenant for them that fear the Lord. It is a better covenant built on better promises. And that covenant will not be written on stone. But that covenant shall be written in your heart. And that covenant shall not be sealed with the blood of goats. That covenant shall not be sealed with the blood of lambs. But it shall be sealed with the blood of the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. it was god's blood his blood is not just blood but his blood is righteous blood uh, watch verse 10 uh, chapter 10 and verse four for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins wherefore he cometh unto the world he say sacrifice and offering thou wouldest but a body hast thou prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin that hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hath pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. We got a new covenant. It's better than the first one. (laughs) By the which will he will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all and every priest standeth daily ministering and offer oftentimes and many and same sacrifices which can never take away sin but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sin ever sit down at the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness for us for after that he said before this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their heart and in their mind will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say the flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from the evil of conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Uh, We're supposed to sprinkle the heart but we're supposed to wash the body. We don't sprinkle around here, baby. We put you down in the water. You sprinkle the heart, but the body's got to be washed with pure water. And when you go down in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers you. And you're buried with him in baptism. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the same spirit. There is a new and more perfect covenant. Ah, I'm almost done. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more that ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, listen, for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of truth, There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. But a certain fearful looking for for of judgment and fiery indignation. Which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law. Died. Without mercy. Under two or three witnesses. Watch this. If you broke the first covenant, you died. That's right. they just stoned you. And all they needed was two or three witnesses. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Yeah. He said, if you broke that covenant, then you would die without mercy. Watch verse 29. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye that he shall be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God. And hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. And hath done despite unto the spirit of grace. For we know him that has said vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. What are you saying? I'm saying that you need to hear the word of the Lord today and realize that Jesus loves you and you should love Jesus. But you should be more fearful of breaking the second covenant than they were of breaking the first covenant. This ain't popular Sunday morning preaching, but let me tell you today, you need to know that there is a hell. Hell. And God will send you there. How? If you willfully sin. For if we sin willfully, after that we have the knowledge of truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Yeah, I said it because the word declared it. You need to know today that there ain't no such thing as once saved, always saved. You need to know today that you need to walk in fear every day of your life. You need to walk in a healthy reverence and a healthy fear of the Lord and, uh, and say Lord I, I don't want to break the covenant because I know that you will not repair that like you did in Moses' day but Lord I don't want to be the ones that you talked about in Matthew chapter 7 who said Lord Lord you know me and he said no I don't know you depart from me ye that work iniquity I never knew you I don't want to be in that crowd so Lord let me honor the covenant God has a secret he has a secret and the secret is that the second covenant is for whosoever will and as we preach the power of the second covenant just like in the book of Hebrews 8, 9, and 10, as we preach the power of the second covenant, it cannot be preached without also declaring how much sore the punishment do you think shall be thought worthy of those who trodden underfoot the Son of God. Ah, I can't give you a crumb and tell you it's the loaf. I got to preach the whole unadulterated word of God to somebody today. I'll tell you why it's a secret today. It's a secret today because most churches preach a religion that tells you you can do whatever you want to do. Live however you want to live. Act however you want to act and still go to heaven and don't have to worry about nothing. But this preacher today ain't preaching that kind of religion to you. I'm telling you that there is a new covenant. It is a more perfect covenant. It is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. But you better fear every step you take, Lord. I want my steps to be ordered by a mighty and powerful God. And I'm not just living this thing any way I want to, but God keep me, hold me, direct me, and lead me. Yeah. Hey, remain standing, remain standing. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Uh. He says in verse 38, he says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He said, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Watch, watch verse 36 and 37. He said, for we have need of patience. Somebody said, God, give me patience. We have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Whew. In a little while, he's coming. You need to walk with fear because in a little while, he's coming after a while it'll all be over after a while the sun gon' shine after a while dark clouds will pass over and we'll shout hallelujah after a while (laughs) you know why i'm preaching like i'm preaching today because just a little while and he's coming back just a little while and he's on his way just a little while and the clouds will open. Just a little while. Just a little while. And it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. That is not popular preaching in 2019. But the Bible tells me that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He ain't changed his mind about those that turn away. He ain't changed his mind about those that draw. Don't you draw back. Don't you draw back. Don't pull back. Because if you pull back, you might not make it. I walk in the love of God. And I also walk in the fear of God. Just like my love for my father. Kept me and held me. My fear for Him protected me sometimes. And the love of Christ that is on you today is beautiful and powerful and all-encompassing. And there ain't a sin that you could possibly have done in your past that God can't wash away with one visit to an altar. And that love is real today. But I also have to teach you about their fear. If I'm a father, where is my honor? If I'm a master, where is my fear? Treat your governor like you treat me and see if it's accepted. I want to be right today. I want God to wash me. today. God, give me clean hands and a clean heart. And God, I know you're faithful. And there's people in this room today, you say, well, Pastor Chavis, I love God. I live for God, but I've sinned. I've come short. That's all right. Repent. Yeah, repent. Paul said it like this. He said, I die daily. In other words, Paul said, I'm a fool every day. Every day I make mistakes. Every day I mess up. But I also die every day too. And I don't go a day without dying and laying myself on the altar and saying, God, get me right. God, help me. God, clean me. God, wash me. I lay myself on this altar again because it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Hallelujah. As long as I'm the pastor of this church, I will always remind you of one thing. Everything that God prophesied that would happen in this church is happening. It's happening. Everything that God prophesied is happening. But a part of that prophecy was this. The Lord told me, court, if you will go, I will do a quick work. And I will do a great work because... My return is very soon. And so when I think of the nine o'clock service today was packed. A great, ca- a great crowd in the 1130. 35 acres of land a mile that way. A whole new facility that we're about to move into about three and a half miles that way. When I look at the future, I see that it's bright. I see what God's doing. And, and while it may be exciting for some, all I can hear in the back of my mind is, I'm going to do a great work and a quick work because I'm coming back soon. You need to be ready. Every time we break another record, it ought to make you walk a little bit tighter. Every time this church grows and grows and grows and you see God doing unbelievable, unprecedented miracles, it ought to remind you, wait a minute, he's coming back soon. The only reason that this is happening is because God wants us to be part of an end time revival. So that means it must be the end time. I need to get my house in order. I need to look up because my redemption draweth nigh. I need to get baptized in Jesus' name. I need to get my life right. I need the Holy Ghost. I need to repent of my sins. No, I'm not going there because the time is short. No, I'm not doing that. Hey, I'm going to cut you off because you are messing up my walk with God. Ah! In the same sentence that I'm excited, I'm also preaching it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Lord, I preach your word today. We ain't run out. We ain't shouted. It may not be popular Sunday morning preaching. But I preach this word for somebody in this room today. That needs to know that he that put his hand to the plow and looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And I preach this word today for somebody who needs to make that next step and say, Lord, I'm all in. I've been on the fringe for a while but I'm not going to be on the fringe any longer. I'm all in. I'm going to give it everything because I know your return is soon and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And I want to be ready. That's what we ought to pray today God. I want to be ready. Wash me. Wash me. Because I want to be ready. Search me because I want to be ready. Clean me because I want to be ready. Rebuke me, Lord, because I want to be ready. Reprove me, Lord, because I want to be ready. He rebukes those that he loves. He, repu- he reproves those that he loves. Is this Is this where you want to be? Is this where? How you want to go down? No, no, Lord, it's not. I want to get right. I want to get right. I want to be right. I want to I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I want if there's anybody in the house that like to make their way down to an altar and say, "Lord, wash me. Clean me. I want to walk worthy of the vocation in which you called me to. I want to live right." I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet Please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.